Say the little dance. Say the little dance. <laughs> T Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of T N N O. There we go, oh. man. <laughs> Thank you very it's much me. for that. I did watch. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell tonight, we have an awesome guest in the shape and form of Xavion, and then, of course, the unfortunate guest, but fortunate for us, uh, Sean. Thank you for joining us. No. I mean, I, I don't think by choice you'd want to be here right now, but thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, no, I think Xavier has more of a choice than I do about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that you're sitting there. We're sad to see you sitting there. But um, yep. you've had an awesome game, so it's great to chat yeah. to you. I mean, yeah, Sean, I, I don't fun. know if you, can, if you can see behind me, if you can see you're what i Dr. I've, Evil. Yes, Dr. Evil. I don't know if you know yeah. what, what the story behind that is. No, uh, no, but I, I did hear this the, the theme song on your Insta story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, so the reason I'm doing that is because, dude, you, you had all these plans, you know. You, if, if, what we saw was, you know, mm. something you wanted to really, really get into, and it just didn't uh, didn't materialize. So that's kind of like a Doctor Evil vibe, and you made and you were entertaining while you're doing it. So that's why I've done that. But before before we kick on. We normally have an icebreaker just to, to get going. So I've got a question. Seeing as you're an IT guru there, Sean. Um, oh, shit. I'm working. Off- no, 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 no. This is no, working, no, no, bro. No, no, no. Working, no, 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 no. <laughs> Chat over. This is my work. <laughs> we got, you got two options, okay? And Zavon, you can answer this too. Option A, would you rather have the Neuralink or the chip put in your mind, right, and have access to the internet and everything else at any second, but it affects your personality? That's option A. Or would you have option B, you're one of the first people to go to Mars and colonize it, but it's a no-return flight. Oh, it depends. Oh, Who are the people on Mars? Oh, you go first. <laughs> Do you get I to know, choose? I've dealt, dealt with a bunch of crazies out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> and thankfully, I've got to go home afterwards. Uh, so I might have to choose the chip in my head. Even though I don't want the chip in my head, I don't think I could do a lifetime with a bunch of crazies. I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. even my family, I couldn't even do a lifetime with them, and I loved it. So, you know, learning change my personality is fine. Come on, Elon, make me special. All I can, all I can see in my mind right now is Doctor Evil with that penis rocket flying across the sky in the movies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would go to. I, I would love to go to Mars, but I think I would also go for the chip, just because if I can choose who I go to Mars with then I think it would be a different situation. But the chip sounds okay. good. But uh, what part well, of my personality would change? That's also interesting. I don't, well, don't know. Eventually, I think the AI would take over it. I know this is completely irrelevant, but, but it's still a survival instinct for the future. So if, if you guys had to choose someone to go with you to Mars, one person, who would it be? Oh. Oh, definitely my husband. I mean, I have to. I have to say that. He's sitting three meters away from me. <laughs> He's like, he like bitch, you better say me. You better say me. He literally looked up. He was like, 
Yeah. Oh, Sean, uh, fuck, it's brilliant. Have, have you got in there? Have you got in, got in someone there? On Why is this? I, I take yeah. Elon because if I need to get the fuck out of Mars, who can help me get back home? Okay. <laughs> so not not no, Chatties or anyone. It's worth nothing. Hey. Come now. Okay. No, look, you know, uh, Chatties, uh, like, I love Francois. I spent a lot of time with Francois. And um, Chatties was an interesting <laughs> character. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for the survivor <laughs> question. That <laughs> That's it. We're going to move on. Zavion, what do you want to ask him first? I mean, this is his journey. It's his story. I'm sure there's some things that you've been dying to ask him. Yeah, I think, you know, this season has been an awesome season to watch. I think the castaways have been absolutely brilliant. Kudos to Afrikaans and Mnet. LaRue and Hundry, who are very good friends of mine. And, you know, for casting these guys and also just the patience. I think the first thing that I kind of want to know is, you know, from when you guys entered the show, um, you did your mm. auditions and you, you, you kind of got told that you're going to be part of the journey. And then there was quite a long wait time, you know, before you went on it. How, you know, mm. how many sleepless nights did you guys have? Because I know, if, like, for example, when we went, went on it, we found out pretty much two days before we left. Uh, and then it was sort of like almost instant. So that journey that wait time before the actual season was so short but you guys had months because of covid yeah you know what was going yeah. through your mind how did you prepare what was your your vibe uh firstly i didn't think i was on until i stood on that mat in front of Nika because the journey was just so long to get there you know you're thinking Oh, something can happen on a flight. I can get COVID during lockdown. I could trip and fall and break my leg on that hike all the way to, to the first mat. So I never really believed or got myself excited until I was literally standing there saying, okay, now I can't go home. I'm here. I'm on Survivor. And then I was happy. Then I was really happy. But in terms of my pre preparation, non-existent, thing. Eh? Um, lockdown hit... <laughs> Um, I started baking, picked up some weight, played a lot of games, <laughs> spent time with my dog. Oh, God, were you one of those banana bread bakers? Yeah, I was about to say. No, 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 no. Mine was, mine was stuffing as many different types of chocolates into as many baked goods as I could. So it was nothing normal. It might have looked totally un, unappetizing. But trust me, when you put a Mars bar, Nutella, some peanut butter into a muffin... It really works wonders. I think seven, uh, seven. You got a new catering sort of offering that you can you can put there for for your clientele. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'll find Sean to come and cook us <laughs> <laughs> some treats in the kitchen. I think that sounds like a way better taste than mine. That's a way better taste than me. I'm I'm very simplistic with a Mars bar. Um, I'm not going to do any fancy cooking. Um, but yeah, so my my game day was uh, was. You know, I didn't think about it because I just didn't think it was going to happen. So I just spent as much time as I could enjoying life while we were in lockdown. Um, and then we got the phone call saying, okay, it might happen. I was like, okay, maybe it will happen. And then we got, okay, it's happening. I'm like, yeah, I've heard this before. And no, no, it's definitely happening. Like, yeah, I've heard this before. No, 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 okay, we're going now next week. I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Um, and yeah, so I just, I never believed it until I actually got there. Um, which is weird because, you you know, I think it's it's more to do with the, the age. Um, you stop getting excited about small things until they happen. Um, it kind of well, means that... Sean, that I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned the age thing because you get there and now it's, it's a realization. Hey, hey, just the Red Bull. Not that we sponsored by anything, but yeah, just to that. 
keep you going. Sure. Um, <laughs> Where the fuck is mine? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, take it from your side. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Um, that would have been so good. If you had pulled a Red Bull at that moment, sponsorship yeah. sorted. There we go. Tierno can keep going. We actually going have Red Bull, I'm definitely not getting up for that. It's not happening. All right, short wait. So, so you get there. You get to the mat. Now oh, it's yeah, become yeah. a realization. You look around and you start uh, mm. looking at the people around you. There's a lot younger. Um, how does this immediately, what goes through your mind? How does it affect your gameplay? Because we've had previous castaways come on the show saying they all thought they were going to come on, be friends of the buddies, the older people, and there weren't older people there. So how much was that affecting whatever you did? <laughs> I was actually laughing uh, when we were doing our pre-interviews. Like I said, you know, with COVID, I, I've got this funny feeling that I'm going to be the oldest castaway. I don't want to be the oldest castaway, but I've got this funny feeling I am going to be the eldest out there. Uh, I didn't want it to change my game because, you know, no one really knew my age. It just, it sort of happened. Um, and I think the, the moment that made me realize I was the, the oldest person there is when, um, Nico was asking the contestants who they are, where they're from, and all this. And Dina goes, oh, yeah, I must be the oldest guy here. Yeah, I'm 30 and struggling. And I'm like, dude, you're 30. Like, oh my God. Okay, I'm really old. I'm really old. If he thinks he's the oldest guy here at 30, I'm screwed. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. I, I didn't expect it. I thought it'd be a really funny joke if I was. Um, I didn't expect it, though. Not even close. Okay, cheapest. But did it affect your like your strategy or anything? Did you then go? No, no. Look, it never affected my strategy because being the eldest, regardless, is um, it, that wasn't a change my strategy. What changed my strategy was okay. Firstly, I wanted to go in there and be malicious. Well, not malicious, mischievous, naughty, and have a bit of fun. Um, but then it was just this huge target on day one, um, courtesy of Amy. Um, Amy, or are you looking through the rights? No, Amy. Amy okay. said, I've got this package in my in my area. Um, yeah, I know package. And <laughs> for me, it was like, I was really, me and Kia were seriously looking, because on this challenge, right, we got these, these huge tuners, like huge. And we're thinking, why would you get these huge tuners if you can't cook them? There must be a hidden fit because this season is, is totally different. Maybe they've hidden flint. And truth mm-hmm. of look, we were looking for an idol, I'll be honest. But we were also separating the food and looking for flint. But that no one believed that. They were like, ah, idols. No, slightly true, but and that just uh, kind of changed my, my whole game plan because I realized, okay, listen, you can't go around causing so much chaos on day one. You're gonna be in a lot of trouble moving forward. So then I just reverted into being my natural self and just started looking after people at camp. And that is how I ended up with this, this dad persona, because if there was something wrong at camp, your stops are broken, the roof is falling down, shit needs to be done. I would do it. Um, and I just ended up yeah, falling into this dad role, not necessarily because of the age, the age just, age just made it funny. It was more about my actions uh, back at camp than anything else. Oh, that's interesting. We got uh, M- Meso Botse asking, Sean, in an alternative universe, which pre-merge boot is most likely to win? Dino. 
100%, Dino, off the bat. You didn't even think twice. And also, Zevan, you no. smiling. It's almost like you know a little bit too much about Dino. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> My husband taught Dino at school. So oh, wow. Okay. So, Dude, so he's so, been um, playing Survivor for a long time then. Dino. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I had never met... I'd never met Dino until last year. Um, uh, he came to one of the sort of like experiences where we had uh, people coming for like movie nights at our venue. Um, and then we didn't even know he was coming. And then my husband was like, oh, my word, I taught, taught him. Like, let's go chat to him. And then, yeah, I spoke to him. And then the next thing I knew, we knew, he was on Survivor. So it was quite cool to see that. Um, but, yeah, he was a very, he's a very, very, very calculated player, hey, Sean. Dino's a... Yeah. He he know he understands the game and he's quite fluid. Yeah, Dino is a smart boy, um, likable. The the problem with Dino is that he went for that idol on day one, and you know as soon as you have that little bit of a target on you, it it just makes it easier to build on top of it. Um, so at any opportunity, I was I was driving a bus over Dino because. I knew he couldn't get to merge. The way that, that, like the way he played the game, he was just so insightful. He could tell you what challenges were coming up before they would come up. Um, and when you see that kind of person playing, like, nah, I can't have this person at merge. Can't have him at merge. So I think pre-merge anyone, Dino would have taken it. Sean, um, Kian asked the question earlier. She posted up and she said, why, Sean? Why did you write her name down at that first tribal council? You guys could have been great together. Why? Could have had something beautiful, she said. Huh? Yes, um, yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> so it's, it's the game of Survivor. And, you know, that first tribal, if, if you were there those first two days, it was either me or Kian. The Jason vote literally happened 30 minutes before tribal. Um, so the perception was it's either going to be me or her. And I said to her, look, I'm going to go ball to the water, tribal, and cause chaos and so confusion. Because if everyone thinks you've got the idol and you act that way at tribal, they're going to think you've got the idol. So they're not going to really put as many votes on you. They'll split the vote, but not as many votes. And the longer tribal went on, people weren't budging with what they wanted to do. Everyone was just like, Nico, we just want to vote. Nico, we just want to vote. Nico, we just want to vote. And I was like, ah, screw it. No matter what I'm doing, it's not working. So it was either my name or her name. And I thought, well, if it's going, if it's going 50 50, I'm putting down her name so I can be here tomorrow. Um, and that, that was it. Mm. You know? Look, she didn't know I wrote down her name until it ended because I told everyone that I wrote in the call. Everyone, even the call thought I wrote down her name because there was still one vote unread. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my vote. It was for the call, but you guys didn't see it. Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the other questions is how many lies did you tell on the island if you had to quantify that? Oh, it's, it's unquantifiable. Unquantifiable because there's only two people I didn't like to in the game, uh, Rene and Smash. Otherwise, my gameplay, like, you know, with Mike, um, was throw Mike under a bus. Uh, Paul, throw Paul under a bus. Um, Dino, throw under a bus. I feel like he's so got a strategy. Find someone and throw them under a bus. I love this. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I, I, will, I will look after you at camp. I will feed you. I will do everything you need. But as soon as I see that bus, I'm pushing you because I, I need to make it to the end. 
That's real parental um, sort of uh, sink or swim life skills. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I'm going to nurture you. I'm sure they can push fly, that bus push out survive. of the nest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Santini flew really well yesterday. She flew really well. Um, so it so worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, go for it. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, no. So look, I, I told a lot of lies, um, but there, there was a reason for those lies because, like, when. When I was throwing Mike under the bus, everyone, Carla, Carla was up for the vote, right? So um, I went and I told Chappies and I told Santini that oh, Mike is going for you as hard as possible. They assumed, and I'm like, no, he organized the pinty blind side and he did this. And I just laid around and said, listen, he's coming for you. He's coming for you. And then with the Paul thing, I was like, you know what, guys? Paul actually ate those huge life bars. It was him. And he's eating everything. And then that just got wildfire and done. And then, uh, you know, we got to, to the double tribal. The double tribal, I had two goals in double tribal. One was to make people feel so bad that they gave us back the machete. And two was to throw Dino so hard under a bus that he was not able to find any passengers for his ride down the game. Um, and that happened. So it was a great strategy. It just, yeah, it didn't work out too well yesterday because we had to stop driving a bus and try and be friendly. Jeez, bro, you do you clean up all in a day seeing as you left the island yesterday and now you're sitting here in your gamer chair. I love it. Is, is it a lot yeah. comfier than the bamboo? Uh, yeah, man, I actually fell asleep on this chair earlier. It was, <laughs> it was like, I see five of <laughs> Because it lies flat. It really lies flat. It's great. So, yeah, I love my comforts. I really do. Um, but yeah, in a day. And I also picked up the weight. Yeah, picked up the 10 kilos I lost. Yeah, you got all those switch life bars. <laughs> you got 10 yeah, kilos. Yeah. yeah, I lost just over 10 kilos. Um, yeah, I'm never gonna look that good again, ever. No matter <laughs> how hard I try, I'll never look that good again. Uh, that's, so exactly, that's exactly that's exactly TV, but yeah, that's never again. Yeah, and they say the camera adds on 5 kg. So you've just got to imagine yeah. how skinny we all actually look in real life when you lose that weight. I lost 18 oh, kilograms. Yeah. Um, oh, man, so when I, yeah, I had this like little bubble bubble head. I'm not that long. I mean, how many days were you there? What day was it that you got 23. cut it out? Yeah, 23. I was there for 25, 25 days was mine. Oh, Remember, our season was shorter. So we had 27 oh, yeah, days okay. in total. Um, and then the season after ours, they 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 went with with thirty nine days. So, but yeah, it is it's hectic because you lose so much weight and you get back home mm. and and you think like, oh, I'm gonna keep this weight off. It's gonna be great. And then one chocolate, two chocolates, McDonald's, KFC, chicken licking, yeah. debonairs. I hope I get paid by all these people that I'm mentioning. And then that's <laughs> it. So, oh, you carry on and you pick up the weight and Bob's your uncle. And before you know, you like. 20 kilograms heavier. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. No, I agree with you. It's very interesting. Oh, man. But it was fun yeah. picking up the wedding. It really is oh, yeah. fun because, like everyone says, you, you, you have this, but also you have this, this, um, this uh, survival mindset that the food's never going to be there. Um, <laughs> so you're just like gorging on everything because you think, okay, yeah. Either they're going to call, cut guys, you've got to leave this reward, or someone else is going to take it, or, or something's going to happen, your food's going to disappear. So you <laughs> just, just like savages. as much. <laughs> exactly. 
Like, oh, you know, like, yo, like Ponderosa, uh, I can tell you some stories about people getting ill just from food. Like, you just yeah. you eat way too much and it just comes straight back out. That's the thing. They also, they warn you. Like, as soon as you get voted off, they tell you. They're like, listen, take it easy. Don't eat too much. You don't listen to shit. <laughs> you just like, chows, anything. And yeah, you always yeah. feel ill. It's awful. But I think the interesting thing about the weight loss, uh, which is quite cool that they, they're highlighting that like post um, the when, when players get voted out with the season, I think it's so cool that they're highlighting these things because it almost makes it very real for the public. I don't think the public yes. or the viewer that's watching actually understands how tough this game is. They reckon that when the cameras get switched off, which they never fucking do, they never get switched off. While in the middle of the night, while you're dorsing, you look up and there's yeah. one lone oak with a camera pointed at you and there's a little green light and you know that they're recording. And it's just, so they never switch off. But the public reckons they switch off the cameras, they bring in the pillows and the sleeping bags, and they give you the apple and the things on the side. And, you know, it's not so bad. But I think the weight loss is a testament as to how tough this game is. And I think your season, Sean, is, I think... Mm hands down the toughest elements wise that South Africa survivor has ever seen. You guys looked like you suffered out there. It was insane. And so brilliant to watch. I love watching the suffering. It's just, it brings joy to my heart. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, I, I was hoping more people would quit um, with the weather. You know, some people came got close, but no one really just jumped what, over but the you, edge. Weren't you like nearly forcefully? I mean, what happened there? Did you fear that you're going to get ejected after the pineapple stint, like that moment? Uh, with the pumpkin skin. Oh, yeah. pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't eat pumpkin. I've never eaten pumpkin. The, the, the smell of pumpkin makes me ill. Well, makes me completely ill. Shout out the hard way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my, my biggest worry that day was being pulled from the game because it was, yeah, it was just too early. We were just getting our footing in the game as, as uh, with myself, Amy, and Smash. And I thought, oh, if I go home now, it's not only my game ruined, it's Smash and Amy's game that's ruined. It just, it just has this huge domino effect. And I, I didn't want to go home. You know, I had the doctors come and check up on me twice to make sure I was still alive. Um... But yeah, I, I literally don't remember anything from maybe like 10 minutes after you guys saw until I woke up the next day. Shit. I literally don't remember anything. No, I was done. I was out cold. Yo, dude, so good good job to the medical team. Shout out there for bringing you back and letting you play again. Wowza, that's pretty hectic. Um, I yeah. just want to ask the the sort of, I mean, Xavier touched on the fact that the cameras are always there. What was the funniest moment that happened off air with regards to you and a cameraman or camera woman or whatever the situation is? What is the funniest thing they caught you doing? Caught us doing? Um, no, not us, just you in particular, your story. What is what is like the one moment that you'd be like, damn, like I did this and these guys were watching me and I forgot they were there after a while. Well, you don't. The thing is, you don't really notice the cameras much anymore until they start telling you to move out of the shot. Um, but otherwise, it just it just becomes part of the the, the natural surroundings. It, it sounds weird, but when you've got all these people at your camp, you no longer notice them. They just become these objects that you need to move around. So, so there's nothing really that um, 
you know, was a, oh my word, this is happening on camera because everything happened on camera and he didn't really care. Yeah. But one of the most amazing moments that happened that hasn't been shown um, was this one night on, it was the only night we had the stars. And uh, <laughs> we had Vuna, <laughs> Vuna 3.0. Bleak, yeah. You were out in the wild for how many, 33 days, you saw the stars once, bro. Unlucky. <laughs> like that's, that's a terrible, uh, ominous sort of sign. Yeah, like it's like Xavier messaged me about his wonderful trip he had now with his stars, and he goes, "Yeah, it's like Survivor <laughs> stars." Oh my god, not my Survivor, but not my Survivor. Um, <laughs> we had it. We had epic stars of our season. Sorry, sure. <laughs> sure. Well, we just had epic rain. That's all we had. Was epic <laughs> rain. But so it was this. It was this really great moment that wasn't like it wasn't game related, and it, it just took you out of those moments. You think, oh, I can't believe this is happening on Survivor because we had transferred. Uh, the fire onto the beach. We dug this hole. We built this big bonfire, and we were all just starting to sing songs, very kumbaya, and we just felt like we were at camp in high school again. And it was just this moment, like you think, I hope this makes it to air because I really want to see this experience again. But it is very much too kumbaya um, for Survivor. It really is, and I, that was, for me was like a really surprising moment um, because. You don't expect those kind of moments in the world of Survivor. And we didn't expect that moment with the weather we had. So we, we really embraced it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's so cool. We um we also, we had a one Kumbaya moment where there was a cricket game being played on on the beach. Oh, sure. And <laughs> that's amazing. You know, it, it, it actually did make air. Um, and, you know, obviously, I mean, I'm good with balls. But just not good <laughs> So you know, so I was standing on the side being the cheerleader. Um, cricket is one of the few sports that I actually can't play. So I was like, let me just not be that person that looks like a fool. But yeah, it was the only kumbaya moment. But you know, it's so interesting because you have these moments on Survivor, um, you know, mm. and you do have these sincere um, elements. But I think what's been interesting about this season is there's been such excellent players and there's been so much mm. that needs to get squashed into an episode that there almost mm. isn't time for those 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 beautiful moments so and i think that's yeah. what also makes it special for the contestants you know it's something that that you sean will always have for your whole life you'll remember that moment and it'll be special mm. to you um and it is nice to have that stuff on tv um but there's little things that sometimes it's nice to just know that you went through it and just touch on what sean was saying earlier with literally with the cameraman and the, and the crew you you notice them for the first two days three days max and then after that they almost disappear it's almost because they're not allowed to communicate with you obviously you know they can't make any mm. gestures they can't talk to you they can't smoke eat or drink in front of you they can't do anything in front of you so your your brain and your your whole like being just kind of blocks them out and like with, well, well, with our season, I would imagine it was very similar to Sean's. The first two, three days, you're very like prim and proper and be like, I want to come across mm. like good on TV and, you know, I want to like have good posture and make sure the hair is on fleek and what are. I'm about to say, your hair's on fleek I now. Just... Sean's isn't looking bad either. I'm sure that's like in the first two days, that's a concern. You're like, are you getting my best side? Come on, what's no, going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you're just yeah. like, you actually don't care what you look like, what you're saying, mm. how you're acting. And that's the beautiful thing about Survivor is it extracts that side of you that maybe you didn't know you, that you had. Yeah. Um, and that's what's exactly. always interesting watching because a lot of contestants always say, 
you know, it is a heavily edited show and I'm not really like that in real life. And it's always interesting to me when people say that because, you know, when all of these luxuries get stripped away from you, you know, your core does start getting shown. And I think it surprises a couple of contestants when their well, true self actually gets shown on TV. And I love that because I think we're like out of the contestants in terms of Sean's journey, we saw a lot of that. We saw you were quite emotional. And I think you've come out saying afterwards as well, Ponderosa, like you're like, you know, you came into the strategy and you weren't, you were quite surprised how emotional it was for you. And that's quite an interesting mm. thing talking about the call. Like, did you find that quite intriguing? Um, yeah, because, you know, I think it had a lot to do with the elements because, I, look, I've been in boarding school most of my life. I'm used to traveling, not seeing my friends or family for long periods of time. But you don't expect <laughs> to build these bonds so quickly and care for these individuals. And when you're all destitute, cuddling, and it's raining nonstop, and you're just drenched, these people become closer than family. And it's very hard not to get emotionally attached to these individuals. And if I get emotionally attached to anyone who becomes part of my family, I will be the bull in the front, taking all the, the bullets, making sure that the family's fine. So if I had to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to go put on a roof because it's raining, I would do it, no problems. Because I thought I'd be a lot more selfish in the game. I went in there with me, 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 me. And in the first two, three days, it became a we, 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 we. We, we have to survive. We have to live. We, we have to get through this. We have to win one challenge, David. Just one challenge. We step with one. Bless. Yeah. So was that so, key yeah. in, in you making the merge then? Because you had that we mentality in the beginning, and then maybe not so much as soon as you made the merge. You were probably still thinking too much about the we, or is that just you just got dealt terrible cards? No, I never got dealt terrible cards. I'm saying that to, to anyone that's just a cop-out. Um, I had plans going into merge um, that didn't come to fruition, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but it, it's, yeah, that's why we're here, damn it. But it's, it's you know, it's, the, the, problem I, the problem I found once we reached merge is that we were too complacent as an alliance. And I've said this before, mm. right, is, you can be in a good alliance, but if you're not in alignment, you're screwed. And we just weren't in alignment. We weren't. We had good relationships with each other. We trusted each other, but we just weren't on the same page when it came to what our strategy was. And I think that is what undid us in the merge episode is because we were just too complacent. We weren't willing to think that anything else could happen. Um, and that, that became our downfall. And again, with last night's episode, um, you know, the plan was drive that bus over something as much as possible. Um, <laughs> a classic, classic short uh, strategy, that one. Yeah. <laughs> free rides, baby, free rides. Uh, <laughs> so so the, the problem is, and, and I think if we'd stick, stayed on that strategy, we could have turned at least one person around at the tribal. And the problem is because we weren't aligned, we changed our strategy the day of tribal. Now it was a strategy of, okay, let's kumbaya with something. Let's work on our previous relationship. Let's work on those hard strings. And if you've been driving a bus with someone's name on it for the last two and a half days, the plan's not going to work anymore. You, you're not, it's, it's just, you've got two different plans going into this final tribal. And, you know, a lot of people said that Sean was very defeatist in this final tribal, but it wasn't. I was defeatist. It was this. I was trying to go with what my alliance wanted, 
Um, and going with what my alliance wanted meant I had to keep quiet at tribal, I had to be nice and sweet as much as I could so that we didn't scare off something so that you would vote our way. But again, that didn't work because we were, again, too complacent, believing that Tyson will work with Smash, something will work with Amy. No, we've got to work for today. Work for today. Worry about tomorrow. And that's our problem. We were so focused that we were getting till tomorrow. We, we weren't there yet. We were here. Fight yeah. today. <laughs> so. uh, Sean, you got a question here from Chris. He's asking, do you require a license to drive that bus in Survivor? <laughs> no, no license required, eh? No. <laughs> and then you've also got Dylan asking you, is how much did you struggle? Or it says, how did you cope with not being able to smoke out there? Didn't think about it once, eh? Not once. Didn't crave a cigarette once. You're just so it's busy. It. You're so busy all the time. It's just, just too much else yeah. going on, man. Yeah. The only thing I dreamt of was a spa. Not like a get nice and pretty spa. A bloody spa shopping aisle. <laughs> Those were my dreams. I right? was oh, just okay. walking down this aisle going, I want this, I want this. No, no, no. no Filling the trolley with goodies. No, I just wanted food. And that's, you know, yeah. I, 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 if you've ever got downtime in Survivor, you talk about two things, family and food. That's it. You don't talk yeah. about... Oh, I'd love a tequila now. I'd love a smoke now. Nah, that's bare necessities. Love and food. God, and so I like, hated what, that. Every time food came up, it was like, oh, guys, how nice would it be to have like a oh, macaroni and cheese now? And then that's all you can, can think about for like an hour is mac and cheese. And then yeah. the next person goes like, yeah, but how nice would like a mango salad be with salt and pepper? And you're like, you know, in normal life, you would be like, who, who no, like, who, who does that or whatever. But on that game, that's all you bloody talk about is food. And that makes you even more hungry. It's like torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I made this thing um, with roasted coconuts, uh, which almost tasted like a dessert. Um, and everyone in the game. A Mars oh, bar. So if you had a Mars bar, would you have thrown that in there? <laughs> I, I, no, no one would have seen that. That would have been in my tummy straight away. Fuck everyone else on the Mars bar. Um, no, so, so like you make these like meals where it's like this flavored pup with, with roasted coconut and sauteed in this sugar cane. And you're like, oh, when I get home, I'm going to make this amazing meal because it tastes so good. The only reason it tasted good was because it was a change of flavor from fucking rice. It's the only reason it tasted good. <laughs> Well, I got home. I am still to this day no touch pub. I ate rice for the first time last week, and I still uh -huh. haven't eaten chicken. I still have not yeah. touched chicken after last night. After after we ate that chicken, oh, poor merger. Merger was the the rooster. After we ate him, <laughs> I've not, I've not eaten, I've not touched chicken since. Oh, I cringed. I cringed how involved? How involved were you in the process of the cooking of merge? Oh, so Merge, I was gutting and the, and, uh, the feathering. Yeah. And, oh. Even yeah. Xavier is going, look, dude, are you sure his catering credentials aren't up there now? He's telling you the story here. I mean, no, I don't don't anymore. 
again, good with cock, but just not with chicken. Like, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, you know, um, <laughs> not. But uh, yeah, but that's the thing. Like every, everything on Survivor, when you eat. So for us, I also I couldn't eat rice for about a year, two years after we we did stuff. I still struggled. Oh, is there is everyone still there? Ah, I don't know what again. happened. I don't know what happened. Are you guys still Sorry. there? I'm here. Yeah, yeah I'm back. <laughs> okay, well that's interesting. That's the first time that's happened. You can see, just like Survivor, the curveballs are always thrown. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so welcome back, guys. <laughs> what, what are we to be at the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Um, just we got before we jump into the actual segments of the show, we got a couple of questions. One from Carla, Sean, saying, "Why? Uh, Why did you uh, take uh, Chappies uh, instead of Carla?" Is what she was asking. Well, look, if I didn't take Chappies, Santi and Smash would have drowned out there. Um, so you know, my my conscience is keen on that one. <laughs> fair, that's so, a fair point. Yeah. No, look, I love Carla to bits. It was just a case of. You know, we were, we were planning for merge. Um, she was going after Smash and Amy. Um, and Smash and Amy were my, my, my OG Zumba tribe. And it just, yeah, it became, you know, who would be better in merge for us? And Chappies, we thought, would be the better one because it would be a lightning rod for everyone to yeah. vote for, which would make our lives a lot easier moving forward. Um, but, yeah, you know, hindsight, worst superpower ever, um, I suppose. If I knew our first merge would have gone, I would have loved to have had Carla around. But at the same time, then Smash and Sunny wouldn't have been there, which also could have been great for my game. It really could have. I should have just let them both drown and say, yay, down. Well, Paul Bye. said the same thing about your, your public, your pumpkin reaction. He was like, yeah, bro, if you got evacuated, good for him. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got, we got a question from... We got a, we got a question from Rachel Brookstein saying, "What is the pick of your tattoo that you've got on the on your back?" Oh, my trap stamp. Yeah. Um, well, not yours, not mine. <laughs> I'm just putting yeah, that out. It, it is a trap stamp. There's no denying. Like, oh, well, I was yeah. a lie. It is a horrible tram stamp. I used to be a bit of a hippie when I was younger, and I believed in this whole Reiki and spiritual kind of stuff. So that's the Reiki Chokurai, which is the symbol for spiritual energy healing, um, and that. Yeah, that I've had 23 years. <laughs> I've been walking around with the tramp stamp. 
Um, but now I own it. The worst part is it either looks like a music symbol or you know those mozzie pads that you light up and those yeah. coils that burn? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Check, check, check. Check. Show us. Can you see it? Yes, man. Look at that, guys. Oh, mozzie repellent. Nice. If you're looking for an ambassador, that this is, is a walking ambassador. Like. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what no turned you off the Reiki? You, you went to the shops, you went to spa, and you were looking, and you saw one of the mosquito repellents. You're like, the fuck? They tricked me. This is no Reiki. It's just mosquito repellent. Is that why you said that? No, yeah. but these mosquito repellents weren't even like that back then. Yeah. No, this is 23 years ago. This was really a choker ride, which is about your spiritual energy flow. Um, because I used to go to Reiki once a week. I was all into this. Yo, if you're going to get a tattoo, get one that actually lasts. Don't get one. Hindsight's 2020, man. Jeez, look at superpower. It's time. We're going to go to the Golden Spear where we talk about the best move for the player during the episode. And this is brilliant because we've got Zavion, who's obviously played before in season five. And then we've got Sean, who's fresh out the blocks, the freshest alumni, um, which, by the way, welcome mm. to the family, Zavion. Did you say that? I mean, this is the Survivor family now. Yeah, I'm, I'm still yeah. on the outside welcome looking in. Welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, welcome to the people that were voted out. It didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the rest of the losers. Welcome to the rest yeah. of the losers. Great feeling. <laughs> Thank you. But isn't it more but exciting it is, that there is. are more losers than there are winners? So you guys can't always gang up and beat the shit out of the winners. Uh, I don't know. No, absolutely. Fuck all of the winners. They screw <laughs> themselves. Like, it's all about the OGs, the losers, man. We, we outnumber yeah. them. Dope. The OGLs. <laughs> the OGLs. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Shit, man, we've got one more question before we actually talk about the game here. Um, Slaying the Dragon, shout out to them. Awesome jobs they're doing. I'm sure you've already spoken to them, Sean. They said, did the, yes. the tattoo help you getting, um, stop you from getting bitten by the insects on the show? Surprisingly, I did not get bitten once by any mosquito. Not once. Oh, there we go. I was, the Reiki. I literally, people were getting chowed left, right, and center. But I didn't get any mozzie bites. But then again, I literally smelled the worst because I was always taken into the fire. So you have that, that smoke, horrible smell all uh, over you all day, combined with uh, sweat. Man, you got to bottle that shit. I'm telling you, you'll never get a date again. Real, real musk. Real musk is survivor flavor. Oh, that's, I feel like yeah. that's an opportunity. Also, we can add that um, when we go to Xavion's <laughs> retreat over there. I mean, that looks great. Though. I love the palm trees in the background. You're playing Survivor 24-7 as well, Xavion. Anyway, anyway, back, back, Listen, back fuck to the This is my house. <laughs> <laughs> It comes to the roof and warm showers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, best player or players that made the best moves this episode for you, Sean, and then for you, Xavier. And let's hear it. Let's, I want to hear this debate. Let's get into it. Who's your, your first picks, guys? Santini for making them believe her. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's I a fair shot. Was, I think that's a great play. Um, personally, I think Santini making the other people that uh, she'll jump ship again. Bravo. Santini yeah. is a brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, I can only go based on what we're seeing at the moment. Mm. And Santini is very, um, she's very smart. Her and Anesu have got a great opportunity here because um, they can just keep playing both sort of sides, um, yeah. which is a very interesting place to be in. Um, and if they're smart, they can keep it up. Um, but very soon, these other alliances are going to, they're going to be in trouble because they're going to ha have to rely on those two. 
and there's two yeah. of them. Usually there's only one person who is sort of like changing and playing sort of both sides, but I feel like there's two, which is uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Such yeah, and then there's chappies. You know, there's chappies, yeah. which is an additional vote. So if the three of them can actually pull something, pull something together, then I think they'll do well. The problem being is that the camp seems so divided between old lines. It's a question of who's going to make that first strike of, of jumping across and saying, okay, cool, let's take out my lines. That's what I'm looking forward to, to see what happens. Because at the moment, you know, yes, I know what happens in the game because I was there. But now as a jury member, I know as much information as everyone else. I get to see maybe an extended version. But... Yeah, this is this is where it becomes interesting, you know. So whoever you could have the golden spear tonight, but next week you could have the the wooden spoon. The, the season is just, yo, it's chaos, absolute chaos. Yeah, it is. But, but I love I love that you say that because looking back when you got voted off, you said no, you you already have your winner picks in mind, and you're gonna make statements for these people going through, mm. and no one's really played the game to win, and I want a real winner. That's what you were saying. Mm. Looking back now yes. and actually seeing the season, are you seeing people that are making real moves and going, wow, I'm actually quite impressed with this person. I didn't know they were doing this. So so when when I left the game, there were there were three people on my radar for playing the best game. Unfortunately, none of them are who I'm backing. <laughs> this is the problem. Uh, you know, so for me, like, regardless of what happened with something, I've been playing with her from day one, so I know her game. A great game. Kieran, unbelievably smart guy, knows the game really well, and is proving to be a challenge beast, right? Yeah. And then Tyson. So for me, those three players, even I knew it then, and I know it now. Um, so for me, it hasn't changed as much. Um, which is quite nice. It's more a case of now who wants to show they want it the most because what you did before merge is irrelevant. You know, what you did yesterday is irrelevant. You, you've got to constantly be building momentum until this final trouble because if you don't have the momentum with the resume by the time final trouble counts, no matter how many people like you, you're not going to win. Not on this season. Definitely yeah. not on this season. It's mm-hmm. not about the most likable person. It's about the best player at the moment. Um, and we have, oh, everyone's playing hard. Everyone is playing hard. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's, I think that's fair. You guys have touched, you, you've touched on the swingers. We, we're calling them the swingers, the duo there. We've got an Esu and, and Santony. What's lovely about them is they're going to keep going because <laughs> they are the extra numbers. They are. They, they're going to keep mm. going. But that's the interesting thing. What is interesting is when we're looking one step further, you've got your fractions that you've said. You've got, obviously, the, the tight three in Tyson, Kieran, and, of course, Warda. And then you've got Amy, Renier, and Anela. And this is kind of where these two are going to fluctuate between. And it only gets to the point mm-hmm. where they start looking at each other within their alliance and whether or not they're going to want to break that and bring them in. So that's kind of where their downfall comes. But with regards to Kieran, you've touched on the fact, immunity threat. That's arguably a good move in the episode, not so good probably moving forward. Is there another name you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I think I also agree with Kieran. He's a brilliant, brilliant player, um, and he's got a very uh, he's got a very broad um, vision of the game. You know, he's not closed mm-hmm. off, um, and he's very fluid. I like saying the word fluid because that's exactly what happens in Survivor. Um, yeah. First of all, cannot fucking wait to know what this twist is that our wonderful production that Afrikaans is going to throw at these castaways. 
You know, uh, you know this is what happened. <laughs> I know. You can't, don't say anything. I don't want to know. And um, no, this is the sport. thing about Survivor that people don't sorry, understand. Sorry, sorry, Zavala. Did, 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 did you pick that up? That was a Dr. Evil laugh. I mean, he's got it on point. He's definitely... Was. You know, just, that was it. <laughs> Even did the pinky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as you were. Sorry, Zavala. Sorry, but guys. This is the thing about... This is the thing... No, no, it's all good. This is the thing about Survivor um, is that you're the good players... Um, have to be fluid and mm. the game throws things at you and it doesn't matter how schooled you are in the game how much of a super fan you are how brilliant you are with um, social connections or how much of a challenge beast you are um, the game throws you a curveball and all of a sudden mm. where you want to challenge the one week the next week all of a sudden you're the person um, that it, they're completely lost. So I'll, I'll give you an example. When we went to Merge, I won the first immunity challenge out of Merge. Okay. It was a bit of a, it was a physical, then it went into a, a puzzle challenge. The very next immunity challenge was all about putting coconuts into other people's shoots that you don't want to win. And I got the most coconuts put in my shoot. I did not stand a chance in winning immunity. So if you're not fluid enough to understand, and this is the thing, I want to touch on Tap, Chappies here for a moment because he did say in one of, the, 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 um, one of his interviews, you know, where he was like, I'm aiming for seven immunity challenge wins. Survivor does not work like that. You cannot yeah. have that mindset of, I'm just going to win all of the immunities and yeah. get into the top three and then win the game. Like it doesn't work like that. So I think that the, the players that are going to get far and the people to watch, the people who are actually able to adapt to what's happening. I'm talking about Kieran. I'm talking about Santony. Love her or hate yeah. her. She, she adapts with each mm. vote. She, she's playing both sides. Tyson, I'm worried about. He's very fixed in his way. He's very close to people. Um, is he going to be able to adapt to the changing of the game and the changing of alliances mm. because it's on its way? So, yeah, very interesting the brilliant season. It's brilliant. Yeah. But, uh, but, but Kieran also, you talk about his fluid, uh, he's being fluid and, you know, him being, he knows he's a threat. I think after winning to him, you can't mm. not know, especially when you're a student of the game. But what's interesting is he's saying he wants Nella out because he sees him more as a threat at that time being than Sean because he's likable. Where Sean, you can mm. always throw something based on that period in time. But he, go, he does what's best for that vote at the time. And arguably, it sinks your game there, Sean, because he says to Sunson, mm. you know what? You make the decision. And you had pissed off so much that you couldn't then go back in the time where you wanted to rectify and say, listen, let's work together. She had already agreed upon, listen, I want you out. And everyone said yes. So she couldn't just go back on that. And that kind of was your downfall. And again, that was Kieran letting her make the decision, which is a smart move from his player. Look, Santini wanted me out regardless. Um, yeah. That's why for me, no matter what we did those in that, that final day or if we'd done it two days earlier, wouldn't have changed her, her outcome because we both knew each other's game and we both wanted each other out. Um, so I don't think that would have affected the game, the outcome, as much as changing our game plan because there was really this weariness around Santini because she's playing double agent, because she's all over the place. Um, there might be the ability to, to swing one person's vote to her. Um, so that for me is, is where, you know, the, the problem arise was changing a game plan halfway through or 75, 80% of the way through. It's just not going to work, especially when I know how something is played. And that's why I said for her to convince uh, Amy and Smash that she's going to vote with them, I'm like, that deserves mm. the golden sphere because that, you, uh, 
I've played with her so long that that's not going to – well, my personal view. <laughs> my personal view, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Just, just let's no, no, that's my, all the beans. No, that's my, no, it's my personal view that she she won't work with them because if you were around those two, three days and you saw me throwing you under the bus and these two people are playing with you or playing with me, the assumption is these people are also helping drive the bus. And that for me is a big concern because even though she has said she'll work with you, I don't know if that's what she really means. And that's why I say there's a great play convincing these other people that wanted you out. No, I'm not a threat. I'll protect you. I'll work with you. Don't worry. No, 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 no. I've done something too long to know that as soon as you do that, you're in trouble. But what's interesting about that is Anthony has a moment where she tells Nicole and she says to Nicole, she says, look, I'm I'm a strategic player. You're a physical, Mm. you're a physical threat. Like you're good. And it's in one of the secret scenes. You're good at the challenges. I know how to play strategically. And it's interesting Mm. that they've gone with someone who's openly said, look, I'm a good strategist. You should play with me. (laughs) It's like, wait, wait, what? Uh, which is I'm like, no, because, you know, everyone was so worried about Santini for those three days about her, you know, the way she kept on flipping and the way she kept on. Well, also, I, mm. I did inspire people worrying about her by saying that she had told us everything with a couple of lies put in there as well. Um, and when you do that, it's just, it's so hard to put all of that stuff back in the box. It's just, you, you can't, it, it's out in the open. It's going to cause a problem. Um, and, yeah, going back to why I think she deserves a golden spear is purely because she she made these people believe. She made them believe more than I could make them believe, which is what the but, irritating part is. Okay, okay. But you, you're saying she made them believe. But are we not overlooking, and Zevin, I would like to hear your opinion on this. Are we not overlooking mm. the fact that someone like Amy has now assist, assessed the situation and gone, ah, I can see that you know she's not feeling comfortable with the people she's currently aligned with to deal with the devil so to mm. speak and now mm. amy's actually done the the legwork to to let her cross the bridge back to her side are we not overlooking that credit from amy's perspective as to how this is going to unfold moving forward Xavier? well first of all i really really enjoy amy and the game she's playing she is very under the radar but still playing the game really really hard and she's an awesome chick to watch. I mean, she's she's yeah. she's bloody brilliant. Um, you know, she's she's smart. Um, I think that mm. she's she's having the discussions with Santini. She's she realizes the value that there could be in that relationship, and I think she's trying to work it as best she can. Whether it will work out for her or not, I don't know. I do think that Amy has realized that she's in an alliance. I don't. I think she also knows she's not in the top of that alliance. You know, Alliance always has like levels in Survivor. Mm. You've got like the inner circle, then it's like an onion, you know, and and you don't quite know which layer you are and when you're going to get peeled or if you're like Marisha. You've only got four votes and then I'm going to vote you out. You've got four votes. So, you know, you don't know when your turn is, but but I think Amy is smart enough to see that. And I think she's fluid enough to, to change the game. And I think she could potentially be one of those one of those players that's going to be really exciting to watch because she could be the kind of person that could go, hang on, this alliance doesn't work for me anymore. I'm going to try and make this work for me now. You know, yeah. the Anesu, the Chappies, the San Tony, and myself. And then we're four. And then we're halfway there, you know? So mm. very good, interesting player to, to, to watch. Yeah. But, yeah, because we're speaking a lot about San Tony and the relationship she's made it there, but she's also now pulled in an Anesu. 
who's also on the fence, not feeling the love from a Tyson. And now all of a sudden, that's what's going to make it super interesting. Okay, I'm going to count down to three. And after I've counted down to three, you're going to throw your golden spear and say the name that you're giving it to. Okay. 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 Three, two, one. Oh, geez. That was well done, guys. I'm surprised that you came to the same name. Okay. Yeah, we did. We, we actually did this before, yeah. But you're yeah, talking yeah. about the stars and you're not having the stars. You're like, oh, by yeah. the way, my Golden Spear nomination, Satini. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's okay, time let's for... Let's get ourselves. If I played against Sean and if I was in the same situation, I would have voted his ass out so quickly. You would not have seen it coming because Sean is a sweet talker. He's like fucking Iago from Othello. <laughs> He talks sweet nothing into people's ears and he tells them shit about you. And, you know, I would have voted you out, Sean. I'm sorry. I would have. And that's, that's awesome. No, it's because fine. You're bloody it's good. Fine. I would have. Yeah, it is. It is I take it as a compliment. <laughs> I really do. But, Zevin, if you drive under the bus, you'd drive the bus then. No, we need uh, a bus driver. The bus. No, I would drive over Sean. And then I'd put it in reverse and reverse over him, and then yeah. put it back into number one and go over him again. And you've got to make sure that might dead, have, you know you don't just yeah. you know, you drive over him once. Pick up some passengers just to add extra weight onto the bus. Just yeah. like yeah. Really absolutely. Yeah. So for everyone Mars, listening, Mars. <laughs> so for everyone listening, this is how you get your survivor's driver's license, your bus license, anyway. That, that's Correct. how you do yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just find someone and drive. <laughs> as easy as that. Simple. <laughs> All right, as easy as that. Let's talk about the, the people that didn't have it so easy this episode. Wooden Spoon, the player that made the worst move, first nomination. We're going to start with you, Zavion, seeing as Sean had the, the right of passage to go first for the Golden Spear. No, you know, I'm just like not ready for this because last episode was so easy. Even though, you know, Marisha was being interviewed, our hands down would have told her that she deserved the Wooden Spoon. <laughs> because who the fuck says to someone... Don't worry, you've got four votes and then you're going to be gone. So you're still fine for now. Who says that? I mean, maybe it's just... In defense, she thought Santini was coming from this, this place of no one wanted to play with her. And she was just trying to be a sweet person saying, Listen, Marisha's a wonderful lady. I will... She, she, I have she's an amazing girl. She's a beast. She's like a she-hulk. And you can see she actually can't... I, I don't think she could actually hurt a fly if she tried to. She can no. see she's got a very genuine spirit. So respect yeah. to her. But it is Savannah. And yeah. you don't say that. This is a bit of a cop out. This is a bit of a cop out. Because you're speaking about last episode. We're talking about this episode. Chris Dixon in the comments is saying, he's saying, Sean, he's giving you the wooden spoon. I don't know how you feel about that. But seeing as everyone's copped out a little bit, we'll come back to him. Sean, what do you think about that? Um, uh, I think it's uh, the, the whole of Zumba deserves a wooden spoon. Um, <laughs> you just want the wooden spoon to smack them with. That, that's what it is. It's we all so deserve this bloody wooden spoon because we, we became too complacent in the previous episode. Um, we became too complacent leaving other people in this episode. Um, and we didn't stick to our game plan. You know, in, in Survivor, it, yes, it's good to be fluid. But when things are chaotic, it's good to stick to a plan um, and, make, and try and execute that plan as well as possible. And, you know, last week we had the opportunity, we didn't do it. This week we had the opportunity, we didn't do it. So as a collective, I'd like to nominate all of the OG Zumba, and you know you all deserve it. All of you. 
Love you guys, but we all deserve this bloody wooden spoon. Look at us. Fucking sitting Sh- six four down now. He's my friend. <laughs> Sean is not going down without a fight. Sure. He doesn't want this by himself. Is that I don't know. Is it I mean if you gotta pinpoint someone, can can you do it? Can you do it? Sean. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, I really respect you and I think you were a great player and you know, all of the above. I just what was interesting to me, and I think the only reason why I would potentially, possibly, maybe give you the word <laughs> spoon. You could be honest. Is... I'm, I'm a very thick skin, don't worry. <laughs> no, you know what? I think, I think, you know, what came across in the episode is that um, because of the, the first uh, merge tribal, um, I think emotions came into play in terms of how you were playing. And I think a lot of that affected that next vote for you because you were out for blood per se. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. and I think had, had you, had you not been clouded by those emotions, I think you might've been able to make something else work. But I think, you know, it, 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 only based on emotion, I would give you the wooden spoon, but sorry, can we just talk about the fact that Renier found the clue, but then still read it to people at the table? Yeah. Yeah, mm. and also, but I mean, can we not also then mention, I know you guys have given her the golden spear, but um, Santony for also saying, yeah, everybody, let's look for it together. Let's look. Oh, I mean, but you uh, see, from Santony, that's smarter. Because okay. from Santony, that's a smart play because she now knows where it is. Santony doesn't need an idol to get far. She just needs to know who has the idol, mm. right? Or who has a clue. And that is great gameplay because you don't always have to be the one with it in your possession. You just yeah. need to know who has it. So by her saying that, very smart. All, all I can by... say is, and, and we know now why you wanted to get it off because th- this is someone that you just keep giving a lot of credit to. I mean, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Something I hope you're listening. I know you said you were excited for the episode and you ca- you pop in from time to time. So mm-hmm. I hope you appreciate the love that Sean is giving you, even though he wanted to get you off the island. Okay. Well, but... look, the, the, the whole thing about it is I knew Santini's game plan, she knew my game plan. I was, I was option number two, regardless of what happened last week with my, with my operas. And there's reasons for that operas, right? Um, because I was seen as a dad, I took a lot of things on my shoulders. And if people were upset or hurt or whatever, I took that responsibility as my responsibility. So that outburst wasn't seen as this, it might be seen as the tribal show and it's a shit show, but that's, it's not, perception always, isn't always reality. Um, and that's why, you know, I know Santini was gunning for me regardless what happened. Regardless, I would have been, she would have gone for me. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she would have can, gone for me. Can we just touch on the fact that, Zevin, you've spoken about Tyson saying, you know, bad move on his part, being a bit too cold. And he's come out saying, also, if you look at a secret scene, he, he personally is saying, look, he only talks game with Wada and with Kieran. With Chappies, mm-hmm. he doesn't talk game. Santony doesn't. And there's, is this. A bad move. Yeah, is this not the wooden spoon sort of move for this episode in terms of how this is going to affect his game moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, when Inesu went to try and go and get reassurance from him, uh, which was shown to the public on the episode, um, he, I mean, he was cold. There was not even a little bit of love. You know, it, most of the time, if you don't want to talk, you know, on Survivor, if you don't want to talk strategy about someone, just fucking talk about family or food or something. Mm. You know, <laughs> give the weather. Like the weather. The weather. Weddings. Can you believe it's sunny? And on the wild coast, you know, or whatever. Oh, you, you look know, good in this white dress. 
Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think Tyson would appreciate you saying that to him. He, he likes his suit. No. I'm sure. <laughs> so, but so yeah. close off, and I think you know he. It's this is the thing about post merge, and it's going to be so interesting to see this because, you know, he, something that you forget some at some point during the merge is that the people that you're getting rid of are the people who actually are going to decide who wins the game, yeah. and. People always try and scramble in the end. And then you ha- almost have like this, it's this fascinating culture. And Sean, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, where as you start getting closer to the top, you know, you have the, the, the contestants that walk in and they all of a sudden, for some fucking reason, think that just smiling at someone that's sitting on the, 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 the panel on the other side is going to win you favor by going, Yes, I beat you. Know, you. Like, yes, I beat yeah, you. Like, I, I stabbed just, you in the back of the knife ten times. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm a nice person. It is legit like that. People think that. Listen, I can treat you like dog shit. I can vote you out, and you're gonna. And then, <laughs> as soon as you see them, you're the next thing, and they walk in, and they're looking fresh and dapper, and they smell good because they've actually got cologne or perfume on, and then you go. You know, it's, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and this is the thing. And I'm worried for Tyson for this exact reason. He's not, he's not building any personal relationships um, at the moment that I can see watching, watching the show. And Ines is a classic example. This is someone that could potentially not make it to the top three, even though I think she could be someone that could make it into the top three. Um, you know, you're someone that you're going to basically – that could vote for you to win this game. She, he, yeah. She's technically part of your alliance, but you're not giving her not even the time of day. No. So I think it's and you're a very saying we're strong. Move. We're strong three. We're three people, and you're definitely on the outside. But we need your votes for X amount. That's what you're saying. Exactly. And yeah. and 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 why would someone you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very yeah. interesting because that's exactly what happens, right, Sean? People think I can do whatever I want, and then at the final talk. When I get to say my say, I will convince everyone in the jury to vote for me. And it does not fucking work like that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The problem being is the jury has spent so much time together, not hungry, not tired, and feeling pretty good about themselves because they actually get to sleep in a bed. Um, so like all these things that you think are relevant on the island, when you're on the jury, it, it becomes more of a joke. It becomes just like <laughs> I'm fed. I really don't care about this. This doesn't interest me at all. Um, and you, you, you're surprised by that mindset about how much you become disconnected from being in those situations. You forget how hungry you were. You forget how tired you were. And you see these people week in, week out, trying to convince you of these wonderful things. And you're like, huh? oh, I really don't care. <laughs> I just want to see good gameplay. I want to see what's happening. Don't come to me with this emotional heart string, you know, I love you, I miss you, hugs and kisses stuff. Just show yeah. me your CV, play hard. And look, in Tyson's defense, you know, the, the way the season's been going, I think people will validate gameplay more than they'll validate social relationships. Because <clears throat> this has been a season of nonstop, everyone's at it, everyone's playing hard. Yes, not everyone has the, the best personal relationships, but Tyson is caring for that. And if you've yeah. got a good one and two, 
that you can trust explicitly through the game, you can do really well. Because if that one person who's your core gets put on the jury, they have the ability to convince the whole jury in that time that you have played a brilliant game. So I don't knock his game. I, I think, you know, look, he's, he's the youngest castaway. He's the, the person that's seen the least amount of seasons. So he doesn't understand about jury management. He's still under this, this assumption that game play will win a few. And in this season, it, it really could be that. Yeah, uh, the 100%. And we're going to talk about the uh, one other thing that I want to touch on. But Incognito saying if Survivor South Africa ever does some kind of all-star season, Xavier not coming back would be a crime. Xavier, there you've got it, man. You've, you've heard it. Straight from Incognito. I mean, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sean, Incognito also saying that you deserve this wooden spoon. And the reason why, and I'm assuming, you know, Nico, Nico Panagio has come out saying, you know, mm. you look defeatist. He said the same thing about Dino when Dino got voted out. There's all this energy. He went to tribal. He tried to go along with the Lions was defeated somewhat at Tribal, and you got voted out. He said the same thing about you. You went there. You seemed defeated. You've already touched on the fact you're trying to keep your alliance happy. But but I want to comment on the fact that there was that moment where you're on the beach with Nicole, with Amy, yeah. and they're telling you, you know, wada, wada, and it, it's almost like the cog in your head's turning, and then it stops, and you've gone, well, shit. My name's going to come out here. I think, you know, the writing's on the wall. And to me, it, it kind of felt like a worthy sacrifice from Amy to go, mm, yes, but we've got to go with Warta anyway. So at that point, like, did you feel like, shit, you know, you had to really do something or what is going on there? Um, no, so it wasn't a defeatist attitude. I, I had this plan of, like I said, drive the bus around, get to travel council and go full travel short. Um, it had worked really well with Mike. It had worked really well with Paul. Worked well with Dino, and I, I was I really thought if we if we push this way, we just had one person to to turn, and you know convincing one person at tribal, that's possible, right? Yeah. Convincing six people at tribal, that is a monumental task for for any player at any stage of the game. Um, and if I couldn't, you know, Smash and, and Renier were trying to convince Amy and Nicole, you know, no, we've got to go this route, we've got to go this route. And you see me, they go, oh. what you don't see me saying, this will never fucking work. This is a yeah. stupid idea. It's a dumb idea. I don't think this is going to work. One of us is going to go home. We need to play this game hard and worry about tomorrow and another day. We've yeah. got to play hard now. Um, and that's how I always played. It was... Worry about the next vote tomorrow. Play hard now. And it, it, mm. as much as I wanted to go into this tribal council and say, hey, balls to the wall, my alliance was so sure that they could trust Anthony. And that's why I said to a golden spear, because she managed to convince these people, like I couldn't, that this yeah. was the best part. And for me, that, that is why, again, she gets the golden spear. But it's, it was never once was I defeatist. I was just trying to say, because if I had gone all full tribal, Santini would have become spooked, become worried, thinking that her name was on the block. And because her name wasn't on the block, that would have caused more problems for us. Um, and, yeah, it's just never a defeatist moment. Just it was a calculated decision to try and win over Santini at the last moment, which I, I even told everyone, this is a stupid idea. It's stupid. <laughs> That's why I want to give all of us a wooden spoon because it's the dumbest <laughs> idea. 
<laughs> no problem, man. Also, I think we need a. I need to make a correction. My bad. This is also how statements can be twisted and used to your own sort of advantage. And maybe this is what people do on Survivor. You can both um, school me on this. Incognito was actually saying you need to come back for for um, All Star Sean. It wasn't him saying you're deserving of the wooden spoon. My bad. <laughs> that, that, that's on me. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> Um, but you do need no. to have a word with Nico because Nico's putting it out there saying, you know, you were defeatist there, tribal. Okay, so that's between you two. Right. So no. I'm going to count down three and then we're going to go quack, 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 and we're going to hear your wooden spoon nominations. Three, two, one. Hmm. Quack, quack, quack. The whole Zamba tribe. Zamba <laughs> 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 Thank you, Zambian. I appreciate that so much. Guys, that was the last time I threw the bus over everyone. I promise I'll be good from now on. Just in case he does go back to All Stars, we know his strategy. Just uh, avoid the bus. That's all. Look out for the what do you call what do you yeah. call the guys across the road with the scholar patrol? You just if you've got a scholar patrol yeah. sort of alliance member, you'll be good with Sean around. That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just avoid me at all costs. <laughs> all right, storms brewing. This is where we make our predictions. What we think is to come. And, of course, we know that Sean has somewhat of an insight, but he doesn't know how it plays out. So we're still going to ask the question, but we're going to start with Zavion because we're going we're gonna to try and read Sean's face as we say the things that we say. But, Zavion, what do you think is to come? Uh, <laughs> sorry. He went to go and bake a banana bread with Mars bars in it. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think the biggest storm for me that's brewing um, is definitely um, Anesu, Santoni, and Chappies being those free agents. And I, I, might, I think this might be the episode where there might be a little bit of a shuffle. And I think some very upset people. I think it is time to get rid of someone on the Vuna side. Otherwise, the Vuna gets too many people and the problem with with having too many people from og tribes is what happens is it takes one person from the old tribe to convince you know two or three people from that alliance and then two people in their alliance is out you know so uh, you know it's when you're playing survivor you're trying to sort of like knock them down one by one um you know so it's been interesting to see that you know these Zamba people are falling, but the Vuna guys are going to have to get rid of someone from Vuna very soon. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to be too many. And your, your alliances are going to change. So I think that's the storm that's brewing right now is that I think they are re- realizing, you know, Kieran, Tyson, those people are realizing that. And it's a gap for someone like Renir. They, they are seeing that this could potentially happen, that we, it's, maybe it's time to get rid of one of the Vuna players. Uh, I think that's the major storm. I might be completely bloody wrong, but I think that's the best part about the show is you don't actually know what's happening. And that's why you keep going back every single week to bloody watch. But this twist, let's talk about this twist. This twist. Yes. Mm. I mean, based on the season so far, it it could be bloody anything. I mean, we've seen tribal immunity. I mean, just the immunity island concept is so fascinating for me because I mean, if you've got two people that are really loyal towards each other, let's look at Tyson and Kieran. That is a combination that could go literally to your top three because mm. 
they they're both very good with with these challenges, especially Karen. If it's Karen's off day, Tyson could win, and they could literally just keep sending each other to Immunity Island. Is the twist that we're going to see that you know Immunity Island means that you no longer have immunity? I don't know. It's going to be interesting because um, so much can happen. But I think that's yeah. the, for me that's the biggest storm that's brewing. Is I think someone from Vuna is going to go. Someone from Vuna's yeah. got to go. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, the swingers are going to get involved. The pendulum's going to shift. And I think Amy's groundwork is going to be convincing for Santony to flip yet again. And I think this is where those, the hardcore three that everyone said, because that's what's happened now. They're looking at the three players. They're looking at Kieran. They're looking at Tyson. And, of course, what are they going? They're too strong. We've got to, we've got to cut them by the knees. They can't let them keep going. And you said, so this is everyone, you said, if you're going to play a survivor and think you're going to win immunity to the end, it's just no. not going to happen. So there's going to be a no. time where Karen's going to fall short, in my opinion. And it's, and it's unfortunate because right now, up until this point where he's won back-to-back immunities, I would say, and I said this last week, he's playing a textbook survivor game in terms of knowing how to play with socially as well as strategy, which is what I want to ask you two now. If we're looking mm. at the strategy side of survivor versus the mm. social side of survivor, and I think case in point here is a Kieran versus an Anella. Which one do you think is more effective? I know we've already spoken about smiling at jurors at the end. Obviously, if you've got a social game, that becomes quite, that becomes quite key or significant when it comes to getting votes on your side. But which one is most effective? And is it very dependent on the players that you play with? Do you want to go um, first, Sean? Okay. Yeah, look, for, for me, um, no matter how good your strategy is in pre-merge, if you don't have relationships, you're not going to make it to merge. Um, and that, and Smash proved that by getting sent to Immunity Island twice. You know, so no matter how good his strategy was, that wouldn't have saved him. Having relationships is what saved him. So yeah. this, this, the season has been so topsy turvy. It's been all over the place. You could have great strategy, which goes completely horribly wrong, and you can have good relationships that go really well. Um, but the difference between the two is, yes, you see a lot more of, of Kieran's calculations. You see a lot more of him playing immunity, but you don't see that Kieran is a really fun, whimsical guy kicking lots of jokes, you know, really funny guy. And then with mm. Smash, you see this guy who's lovable and so forth. But the amount of conniving the two of us did while we were in Zumba 2.0 was, was astronomical. So, he does have a strategic brain. The, the problem being is when you're always at the bottom um, every single week, it's really hard to put a strategy together when you're just trying to survive. And that's where your social game is going to be really good. Hmm. So then question, another oh. question on top of that then is, I don't know if you guys watched Winners at War with Michelle Fitzgerald. I mean, this obviously all previous hmm. winners playing against each other. She was hmm. in a similar situation where she was right at the bottom, just surviving, surviving, and she made it quite far. Um, but it wasn't recognized because obviously Tony played the game that he played. But mm. in this sort of season, if a player were to do that, if an Anela or say someone at the bottom were to play that sort of game, how commendable would it be when you've got someone like Kieran absolutely killing it seemingly based on the edit? If we just have to well, put them a, next to each other. Are we, are we talking from a juror point of view or from a fan point of view here? Geez, that's a very good question. I was actually just thinking a uh, general question, but seeing as uh, we can uh, we can speak from a fan perspective. <laughs> ah. 
Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't throw some... two completely different things. Yeah. 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 Jury, because... You're not privy to all of the inner workings that happens. You know, you only yeah. see what happens at tribal. And that's something that the exactly. viewer forgets to understand is that you don't know what inner workings of Karen's game there are. Because remember, he's got an alliance. There's a certain amount of people. The people that are not in that alliance are not privy to the gameplay that he's doing. So exactly. unless someone in his alliance gets voted out and that knowledge becomes privy to the rest of the jury, then they'll know. But you actually don't see it. As a, as a person watching at home, you go, wow, you know, Karen is so good and X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, Anela is doing so well. You know, Smash is brilliant. Oh, he's brilliant to watch. I want him to win. The, the jury is not privy to that knowledge. They only know what happens at Tribal. And Tribal, mm. let me tell you, is not... 10 minutes that it shows on the show. <laughs> it's two, yeah. three, four hours of filming. Yeah. Nico is excellently brilliant. And Afrikaans is excellently brilliant at getting those questions across and intertwining mm. them with random questions to, to get the players to reveal what they don't want to actually reveal. And, and you also, as a jury member, even though you've slept well, you've ate well, it is, it is difficult to actually take cognizant notice of the games that these people are playing based on the questions mm. that Nico's asking. So it's a, it's a very, very good point that Sean has there. There's a massive difference between the jury and the yeah. public. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, for, for me, when you're on the jury, the only time you know what's happening is at tribal and when someone gets voted off. Those are the only two instances you get any information, whereas a viewer... You're seeing Kieran's gameplay. You're seeing Tyson's gameplay. You're seeing all the, the in, intricates of those relationships. But as a juror, if those two end up in the final three together, I won't know who to vote for because their gameplay is so intertwined that if none of those two end up on the jury, I, I who do I vote for? Like, I don't yeah. know because I don't know their gameplay. It's so intertwined as one individual. Um, but as a fan, you can see all the, the, okay. the, the, the interworking relationships that's happening. So let's ask this question from both of you now. In terms of picking a player, and this is that cliche sort of question, a lot of jurors do it. Ah, if I had to pick the ambassador who's going to represent the season and me playing part of the season, which player, as things stand, would be the best ambassadorial survivor oh. player for season eight? Oh, that's a cuck one. <laughs> no, at this stage, at this stage, this is a very, very difficult question to ask. And before, I don't know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure I'm giving you the courtesy to think about this. So uh, let me talk about something else while you think <laughs> yeah, about please, this. Please, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Let's just go back to season four of Su Su uh, Survivor South Africa. Season yeah. four, we had Gigi and Ashley. And, yes. yeah. and Ashley to the viewer, played a flawless, flawless game. She for, was so sorry, Xavier, for context, for context for the viewers, the guys from New Zealand and Australia and elsewhere in the UK, just tell them the difference between the two quickly. So they have got context between Gigi and Ashley. <laughs> and what they... Yeah. Ash, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley is a South African actress. She was a South African actress. She is a South African actress. She's actually an incredible, incredible woman. Gigi's also an incredible woman, but Gigi's a stripper. So... Yeah, she dances. Well, not just a stripper. She's a strip club owner. Entrepreneur. So she is a, yeah, stripper. Yeah, entrepreneur. 
exactly. But anyway, you know, and the, the difference in their games is Gigi didn't play the game at all. She just kind of got to the end, whereas Ashley actually played the game of Survivor. And she was a hands down one of the best Survivor players that, you know, Survivor South Africa's had. It would be, I mean, it would be fascinating watching someone like Ashley play in, in season eight. Um, even yeah. though I, I I know that she would never play again, and I think so. Not all stars, she, not a possibility for. I don't. She's. She, I think I've always heard her say she will never play again, which is sad because she was brilliant. But anyway, that is the difference yeah. between viewer versus what's happening. You know, um, um, you know, with the jury, because yeah. Ashley played the best game to the viewer, and she should have won, but she didn't win. Yeah, but mm. as for an ambassador, Sean, have you thought about it? Let me just keep rambling. <laughs> no, I stole this. <laughs> so, so, no, so, look, if, if I'm going to go for an ambassador to encapsulate the whole season, I would have to go with Inesu, personally. Um, because, it, you know, Inesu is like this shining beacon of light amongst the chaos that is season eight. Um, and I think having that person is just like this beacon of light that they're there are good things in the game of Survivor, and Inessa is one of them. Um, so I think she'd be a great ambassador. Also, she's a doctor, you know, so she's good with and her. a work. yoga teacher, so that's why she's so balanced. I love that. She's, she's got all the different angles. So I think, yeah, that's a fair yeah. shot. And also, she's been unlucky in two attempts for the Immunity Idol. Uh, oh, saying, so close. Yeah, Kamohelo's saying they love you and uh, love Zavion and Sean. So shout out to that. You guys are loved apparently. I mean, who knew? Um, yeah. Well, I didn't expect that after, after travel, Sean, but hey. Hey, as says, hey guys, vote for me. Vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All righty. That pretty much wraps up Storm's Brewing. Final thoughts. Anything you want to leave the public with? Anything else you want to tell people? I know, Sean, you can touch on the fact you've launched have you launched an app called what's it called? Oh uh, yeah, Theorem. Yes. Also, fun Theorem, fact yeah. about this is your brother Dane. Yeah. That's a fun fact. I used to play indoor soccer with him, and then he spoke to okay. me about this, and he said he was doing this with okay. his brother. Then I saw you put that on your Instagram. I was like, shit, you guys must be brothers. Anyways, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 we are brothers. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. we don't look the same, but we are brothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we spent the last year and a bit working on this app, and it's basically medical on demand, which is allowing you to get any medical service you want at your house. Um, so it works just like Uber, but now your doctor will come to your house, your nurse will come to your house, your physio will come to your house. So you never have to leave home or the office. Um, there's someone that's always on demand for you. So yeah, that's that's my that's my day job. Um, yeah. Very different. So look out, look out for that. As, is it has Very it only cool. been launched in South Africa at the moment in time, or can guys access it overseas? Um, we've launched in Joburg first. Um, we're doing a small rollout, um, and then we're going to be expanding to the Western Cape. And then after we've done the Western Cape, it's off to Greece and the UK. Amazing. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Xavion, someone say, <laughs> oh, no, that's amazing, dude. Um, Chris is asking, you know, someone broke into your fridge firstly, saw that in the background. Also said, who's the man behind Xavion? He's my fucking husband. He's adding wood <laughs> to the fire. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not being wrong. <laughs> um, He's gay? What? I'm joking. Surprise. Yeah, listen... Uh, what a cool app, Sean. That's really exciting. Um, you know, Thanks. it's something that can potentially work incredibly well in South Africa. It's, it's really, really, really cool. Well done. Oh, thank you. 
And it seems so like there's one last question. Room. Yeah, dude, oh, yeah, one last question. Um, Sean mm. says, I'm curious to know how Sean feels he would have gone had he played with the, the game with Paul. Ooh, Paul. Yeah. Um. Another sort of um, a player strong in conviction. Um, he, you knew where you stand with him. He was unwavering in what he what he said, similar to Marisha, somewhat. I, I would say, like you, you wouldn't put it past Paul to say, "Listen, uh, I'm voting you off in the next three votes." <laughs> next um, okay, three okay. So, <laughs> so, so, so the difference between okay, so like Marisha is like the sweetest person you'll ever meet. But Marisha no. puts her foot in her mouth all the time. All the time. Like, you played 30 seconds with Marisha when we played it at Ponderosa. Like, you know, like, for her version of someone having sex in, in um, 30 seconds, which is... Oh, my God. That was her version of sex in the city, right? Was, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So that's Marisha. Like, she will put yeah. her foot in her mouth all the time, but she is a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, Paul is an interesting character because Paul, once he got hungry, completely changed. And, and I think that happens to a lot of people. Once, once the hunger sets in and the, and the real world um, realization that you ain't going home, there's no hotel, there is no comfort, this is it. Life sucks. Deal with it. Um, and some people can get through it and some people can't. And I just think I think if Paul lost longer in the game, it could have been more problematic for the people at camp because Paul would have, and you asked Paul, he would have thrown the rice in the fire. He he's already have, said it. Or, he's already said that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, he, he said, had I, known, he's like, had I known I was going, I would have burnt the camp to the ground. I was like, yeah. well, that's kind of um, the point of survivors. You're not knowing. And he's like, yeah, fair point. Yeah, well, yeah. well <laughs> I, I convinced Paul for that whole day to try and help me catch wild pig. Um, because don't worry, we're going to set up these traps and we'll be back tomorrow. There's no tomorrow for you, man. But we'll be back tomorrow and no. we'll make sure that we, <laughs> you know, we'll look for these traps and find this pig. Because you're so hungry, who's willing to try and catch wild pig. But I think if you had made it further in the game, the hunger might have made him do something that he regretted uh, mm. more than anything else. Because there's that moment you see um, uh, the camp raid and you see there's this future life box um, yeah. that I grab from Anessa and give back to Paul. Now, everyone's assumption is that I'm being a dick and I'm taking away the future life from Anessa. It's not the case. What was in that future life box was sand and a very, very selected worded note to individuals at Vuna. Um, <laughs> he was trying to give it to them as a food reward. That when they got back to camp, they would be very surprised that it sounded with some very choice words. Yeah. Um, but that kind of happens when you start getting hungry. So I think it would have been a much harder player to play with moving forward. I think he's a great guy. It's just your hunger can do the worst to people. Can do yeah. amazing things. Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely enjoyed him when he was on the show, Xavier. Last final thoughts from your side. I mean, I don't know if you want to touch on Intermittable, if you want to just talk about your general life as it is. I mean, the palm trees in the background, the man stealing your fridge, so many things to talk about. What do you want to say? No, no. I just fine. It's that side of my life. <laughs> That's the fridge. And that oh. is a fireplace. So if oh, it's raining nice. the fireplace, I don't know what. <laughs> and that's a dog. 
Yeah. Let me just give you a tour of the whole house. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no yeah, so. Um, up. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, no, I don't think uh, Sean is... would have minded had he got inverted off and probably stayed at your place there. You could have had your spas yeah. there in his fridge. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think from my side, um, you know, obviously, thanks for, for having me on your show. It's very cool. And thanks for the opportunity. And thanks for all of the fans that are interacting. It's very cool of you guys and girls. Um, Sean, well done. I think you played a brilliant game. I'm sad to have seen you go. I would have loved to have seen a little bit more Iago vibes where you whispered some <laughs> sweet nothings into more people's ears. I think it would have made oh. for brilliant TV. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see you see you go, but um, you know, well done on a good game. I'm I'm very excited to see if you're going to be one of those jury members that walks in like this, or that just like walks in like this. So it's always no, interesting man, to, to see the going. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing you know like one backstreet boys. Yeah, yeah I was about to say backstreet boy like vibe. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I <laughs> want it that way. Tell me why. And all the young people are like, I'm bandit. Yeah, it is. Yes, man. Oh, my God. John, you do that suspiciously well. Just saying. Oh, um, I think I'm in a bathroom living with no clothes. Well, very little clothes. <laughs> 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 yeah no and this is on my side you know you, we we um obviously it's been covid so our, our business has been a little bit on the on the slow side at the moment but we're getting there and then we're picking things up we've got a really incredible product which we are launching in about a month uh, which is going to go um, uh, sort of all over South Africa, which we're very excited about. I can't really say much about it, uh, but if anyone is watching, you guys can go and follow me on Instagram um, at yeah, Savion yeah, K. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you guys can know a little bit more uh, what about what we're launching. Very exciting. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait to watch the rest of the season. I can't wait to see who the people are that get to the top. I can't wait to see the inner workings of, you know, all of the things we've been laughing and joking about. Um, I really do feel it's, it's and, uh, you know, my season included, it is hands down the best season of Survivor that we have seen in South Africa. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if that post-merge episode was, or that merge episode was anything to go by, um, I think we're going to have an electric couple of episodes ahead of us uh, which is so brilliant for the brand it's so brilliant for Afrocons, the, the production company and it's testament to not only the contestants but the whole production company and just mm. the amount of kudos that they deserve um, for creating such brilliance and such world-class tv that we have people in australia and new zealand that watch it and just go wow this is freaking amazing you know it just it makes me proud i'm, I'm very happy uh, to see the, the Survivor family grow. And I hope that it just has so many more seasons. We don't even need an All-Stars. Uh, you know, it would be great. But I just want to see more and more seasons of Survivor because it's genuinely one of the best. It is hands down the best television show in South Africa. Well, best well, game in the world. Best game in yeah. the world. Best game in the world. Correct. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't know if we should say more after that. What a way to end off. I just want to say. I feel like I'll just screw up whatever you just said. Like, I'll just shut up. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to end the show there because I was like, I don't know what to say. I'm going to say something. And now I'm saying it. Now I'm like, but that, there's no substance to what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just going to rumble on with bullshit for the next half an hour. No. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right, focus, uh, people. Focus. We've got to end this. Yeah, I want to say thank you so much for joining me, Xavier and Sean. Always a pleasure. Well, always a pleasure. I mean, this is the first time I'm hanging out. Um, looking forward to hanging yeah, out with you guys always sometime. A always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometime soon. Yeah, next week, uh, Xavier on the place with the Radies trip. No, I'm joking. Okay. Yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you very much. I uh, appreciate yeah, yeah. it. And to everyone who was on the line, uh, all the TNO guys, you were privy to some fas uh, fascinating information. Obviously, Xavion launching something, so keep your eyes peeled there. Also, Sean doing the things with an awesome app that's coming out. Look out for that. And yeah, until then, we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the next episode, and please bring the bands like these two gentlemen did tonight, and have a fantastic weekend and a better week. I don't know. Was that a decent job? For some reason, I've lost my trail of thoughts. Someone? Yeah? That was great. Um, Someone push play on the was, Oscar it, music. I want to thank my dad. Low faded. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to say that love to my mom, my father, my cousin, my second cousin, my third cousin, and everyone else that plays Survivor. <laughs> yeah, okay. On that uh, one. Cheers, guys. We'll see you guys, next week. Thank you so much. It was fun. Enjoy, enjoy the weekend. Just guys. Just guys. Thank you. Thank you.